Head over to miniaturemarket.com where they have thousands of board games at discounted prices and you can sign up for product alerts. Hello my friends, it's the Game Boy Geek here. Usually at the end of the year, I come out with two final videos. One that's the best games of the year, and these are all sorts of different categories like card games, cooperative games, and things like that. And then I do a top 10 of the year. Well this year I was thinking, you know, I've reviewed over 100 games this year, and I've played close to three times that that has come out this year, and I typically cover the ones on my channel that I'm most excited about. However, I do have about 40 unique games that I'm gonna be covering over the next 12 days or so. I'm gonna put out 10 final year videos uh, coming out here shortly, one after another, of all different categories, top five games of all these different categories. Then I'll do a final categorized uh, video that will have some new categories. I didn't quite have five to put on there. And then I'll do my top 10. So as a gift to you, since I played this many games and I've had fun doing it, I wanna bring 40 new games. So most of these lists will have no crossover. Uh, and so bringing these to you to bring attention to games that you might not have known about. Now, in addition to that, as these come out, you can always see the latest one at GameBoyGeek.com slash 2019. Now, if you subscribe to my channel, uh, you'll see them as they come up, uh, but you can always go to GameBoyGeek.com slash 2019. And as they get released day after day here towards the end of the year, you'll be able to see them, you know, just popping up there as they come up. Also, for each of these videos, I've placed the links of the reviews of each of these in the description of this video below me. So after you've watched this, if you wanna learn more about it, you can go directly to the review for each of these games. Well, with all that being said, let's get started with the top five family games. Number five. My number five is from Floodgate Games. It's called Bosk. Now this game is gorgeous. The first half of the game, you're gonna be putting these beautiful trees out on the board and people are gonna stop by and go, what the heck are you playing? It's that gorgeous. And you'll be placing these trees for points because you're gonna add up the numbers on them. Each row and column is gonna get you points in the first half of the game. But where you place them is also important because the second half of the game, where you've placed those trees are where leaves are gonna fall off. And every round, the wind's blowing in a certain direction, and that's the direction that your leaves are gonna blow off. They're gonna be going over different parts of the board, and at the end of the game, it's an area control game for scoring as to how many leaves you have in different areas of the board. Very streamlined mechanisms, two halves to the game, it is tense, it is fun. Uh, this is a great family game that's sort of easy to teach, has a little abstractness to it, but also has that, that sort of area control so to get off my get off my lawn type of thing, it's uh, beautiful to look at, fun to play, easy to teach, uh, and is a, just a delight to have on your table. And that is Bosk. Number four. My number four is a blind bidding game called QE, which stands for Quantitative Easing. This is from BoardGameTables.com. Essentially, in this game. You are all different countries infusing money, you're essentially printing money into the economy. Essentially what's happening is you're bidding for tiles. These tiles will be worth a certain amount of points and they'll be worth different points to different players depending on which country you're from, which industry it is, this and that. And simply someone's going to, the auctioneer's gonna write a bid that everyone can see that everyone else secretly bids. The coolest part about this game is it's super open. You could bid 20. You could bid 100, you could bid 100,000, you could bill, bid, bid 37 million. It's completely open. And your group is gonna change 
or the group that you play this with will change how you play the game. Because at the end of the game, essentially you're gonna be getting points from winning these tiles that you bid, but whoever has, has spent the most money cannot win. They're eliminated. So you're trying to have the most points, but not have spent the most. That alone is really cool, but it's also really cool that when the bid is, is, is finished, only the player who bid and won the bid and the auctioneer actually know exactly how much that was won for. Everyone else is like, you know what? I bid 37,000 and I didn't get it, which means this player that won it spent more than 37,000, but how much? And you're trying to keep this total in your head so you know how much you can bid without bidding the most at the end of the game. It is fantastic. It's super simple to teach. Uh, it plays in about 20 to 30 minutes. It's quick, it plays three to five players. Oh man, this is one of the, this is probably my favorite bidding game now. Uh, and it's just amazing. QE from boardgametables.com. Number three. Number three is a tiny little game that I played almost more than any other game this year. It might even be the one I played the most. It's called Push. It's from Ravensburger. This game looks like it's, you know, was made in the 80s with the colors and the way the numbers look. It looks pretty generic. It looks mass market. It is mass market, sort of. This is one of my favorite absolute push your luck quick games to play. It's so fun where you're, you're basically you know, pushing your luck by drawing cards. You're, you can place cards in up to three different sort of columns or stalls, if you will, but you can't place either the same number or the same color in that column. So you're bringing out cards, you're trying to get points because each of these cards you take are worth the value at the end of the game if you have them. So you're trying to get more and more, but as you push, since you can't push, put the same number or, or color in the same column, you start, as you get greedy, start giving more points to other players, but sometimes a die will come out forcing players to roll a die and losing all of the color that they have in front of them of that, that they haven't already banked. It is, it sounds random and it, and it kinda is, but there's also some strategies too that go along with it as you learn how to play the game a little bit more. This is just one of those great family games that you get everyone around, it plays two to six players, uh, and you're gonna be laughing, you're gonna be high-fiving. Uh, it's just, it's a light game that has great decisions. Even like something that might seem very obvious as to which pile to take when it's your turn, might not be that obvious playing the odds of how many colors you have, which ones you have, things like that. So this is just a very light, fun game, uh, laughing at people when they bust, trying not to be too greedy, uh, and forcing people to roll dice and watch their cards just wipe away. Uh, but there are ways to, 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 to get around that. You can skip your turn and bank all of one color and keep, keep it safe for good. So there's some strategy involved there. But man, this is a fun little game. I've played this at happy hours with my coworkers. I played it at family events. I played it at parties and I played it with my gamers and it always shines through. Push from Ravensburger. Number two. My number two is a game about animals in Africa, it's called Bumuntu. In this game, you are essentially trying to collect different animals and there's a fluctuating market. And these animals are gonna be worth a different amount of points depending on who has the majority and where they are in this fluctuating market at the end of the game. You're simply gonna be moving your figure around, collecting animals, and then each of these animals have a special ability. They all work differently. Some of them affect other players, some of them don't. Some of them allow you to do different things. And some of these tiles allow you to affect the market. So you're moving animals up and down. They're gonna be worth more or less. You're trying to obviously have the majorities of animals that are worth the most. But if other players have a lot of other ones, they're gonna be trying to move the one that you have the most down. That fluctuating market is just a really cool idea. It's very streamlined. Um, the player aids are really good. The replayability of this, it is a pretty abstract game with that set collection and you know, uh, that 
that, that, that market manipulation. Um, but having all of the animals sort of work differently and having the board be different every game really sets this up for like unlimited replayability because you're just trying to work out this puzzle. You're like, oh, I'm gonna move, I'm on the lion, I'm gonna move three in one direction. That's gonna put me on the giraffe. And from there, I'm gonna move one, two, or three to somewhere else, you know, stuff like that. So you're, you're, you're trying to look a few moves ahead, sort of chess-like, to be like, I'm gonna move here, then that'll allow me to move here and get that one, then I'll move here and get that one. And not only are you collecting sort of uh, animals for set collection. There's also two other types of sort of logos that are on some of these tiles that also give you sort of set collection bonuses as well. It's just a very streamlined, fantastic game. It almost has sort of like a Rhino Kinesia feel to it. But this is a great game, Bumuntu. Number one. My number one family game of the year, uh, definitely one I think will possibly win the Spiel des Jahres next year. I saw this back in March at Gamma in Reno. And when I played it there, I even after the first play, I went, whoa, this game is going to have legs. This is special. Uh, I, I, this is Spiel des Jahres material. Everyone I've introduced this, to, this game to loves it. It's Point Salad from AEG. It is like the best sort of easy drafted game out there. Completely replaced Sushi Go for me. Essentially, you are drawing either two vegetables or you're taking one point card that's your whole turn but the strategies in this are really cool because you might have a point card that says hey I, if i have the most tomatoes i get i get uh, 10 points well you can bet other people are going to be starting to take tomatoes when they see them there's a lot of that fighting other people for things uh you're trying to collect sets sometimes you're trying to have an even amount of things you're trying to say have you know what have uh, one of these three and you'll get eight points right so you, now you're trying to collect these things oh Tomatoes are worth three points, but onions are minus one, right? So now you're gonna try to avoid those. And the cool thing is that every game is different because there's over a hundred different ways to score in this game and every game they're different depending on the cards that you take. So you are telling yourself how you want to score that game and then you're trying to get the points to do so. Uh, it's, it's, it's just so elegant, it's so fun. Uh, it plays two to six players and plays every player count really well. Uh, the game looks vibrant on the table, the cards are good quality. It's just, I've never seen this fail. I've never seen this go over so well that everyone at the table that's not played it before hasn't gone, oh, I gotta buy this. Like, this is just one of those staple filler games that's gonna be out there, I think, for a long time. This is gonna be one that we're still playing 10, 15 years from now. I can guarantee it. And that's Point Salad from AEG. Well, I hope this helped you learn about games that you didn't hear about before, or if you'd heard about them, learn a little bit more about them in depth. Now, as a reminder, all of the games that I've covered in this video, I've placed links below to my reviews of those if you wanna learn more below me. Also, keep in mind that there's gonna be plenty other end 2019 videos that I'm putting out of all different categories, top tens, top fives, uh, and the easiest way to find all those is just to subscribe to me down below. Or you can easily just go to GameboyGeek.com slash 2019. That's where all these videos will be popping up as they go live. This has been the Game Boy Geek, breaking down barriers, growing relationships through board games by helping you find the next one you'll love. Did you miss the Game Topper 2.0 Kickstarter? Have no fear. It's not too late to get in on the ultimate gaming accessory. Convert your table into a high-quality gaming table with a fully portable game topper system and take advantage of some of the best 3mm premium gaming mats in the industry. New styles, new sizes, and new accessories can be yours. Upgrade every game you play by late backing now at GameToppersLLC.com.